0: I'm Aaron. I'm Nicole. And we are
1: Talking, Talking Monroe's.
0: All right. So we are back. Episode three, just like Star Wars. Wow. So hopefully this one will be just as good or better for those of you who think that it's dunk. Hopefully this will be better. Those of you who think it was great, we're going to surpass that. So on this episode, this is the third part of the three-part series about our origin stories, because we're superheroes. In today's world, we're superheroes. Yes, I'm uh, the
1: MF. (laughs) (laughs) You are the MF.
0: We didn't get to a... uh, (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) yes. So... uh, For those
1: of you that didn't tune in to episode two, okay... Which would be, you know, the first part of our three part series. It was my origin story. And MF, I've declared myself Mama Flash.
0: Yes, Mama Flash. (laughs) And so. uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just needed to clarify the MF. I mean, I don't want people thinking that I'm an MF and not really understanding what it is.
0: Well, I think. Some people might say you're an MF and they might not mean Mama Flash. So
1: so moving on. Yeah, moving on.
0: So this is the, the third part where we're going to talk about our origin story, part of our, our personal origin stories crossover. And then we're going to talk about our origin story, how our marriage came to be.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Yes. Not how our marriage was consummated. It was how our marriage came to be. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Please. The kids might be listening. <laughs> maybe one of them could be throwing up now. <laughs> so very similar, very uh, uh, much along the lines of the origin story, you know, and the ones that we've talked about, but we'll also see where this takes us. The first thing, when did we start?
1: Dun, dun, dun. I'll let we you started January 7th, 1994. Did I get it right?
0: 93. No, yes, it was 94. <laughs> you were right. What was what was remarkable about that day? Let's see if you can remember. Let's see. This is a test for you guys, too. This is we're going to see like after this, we're probably going to be mad and not talk to each other because we're not going to remember half the stuff that we should remember for about each other. <laughs> <aboard> the, <shore.
1: laughs> the snow. Oh, my gosh. There was so much snow. People couldn't even come to our wedding. Yes. Yeah,
0: so so we we got married in uh, what was one of the worst snowstorms in New England at the time. Uh, and it was actually it dumped uh, nine or ten inches during the five hours, our whole ceremony window, and it ended up being like fourteen or fifteen inches total. And uh, at the time, I had a charcoal gray chimera, Camaro '85 Camaro, <laughs> so with with the with the t tops. Yes. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun trying to to drive and get around in that.
1: Yes, thank you for making it to our wedding.
0: Well, almost. There's a funny story about the night before, but we'll talk about that another time. What would you say or what would you tell people you want them to know about our wedding? And in particular, I'm talking about how it came to be.
1: Oh well, our wedding we that planned. Was a, we,
0: like you were just staring at me like, what are you trying to talk about? <laughs> like, they're listening. Well, I wasn't I sure what, what you
1: were talking about. What came to be? So I wasn't really <laughs> again, sure where with you're, you're going. Dirty, my good lord,
0: <laughs> mom, mf, like goodness.
1: So, um, what was the question again? Oh, how our wedding came to be. Yes. So we planned our wedding in. What was it, three days? And
0: a week, and we didn't plan it.
1: No, we didn't plan it. We were going to go to the Justice Just of the gonna Peace. The of you the peace. were going to Just... go into the Air Force. I was thinking about it, yeah. You were thinking about it, toying around with the idea, and they told you that you could not have a child out of wedlock. Out of wedlock. And claim him or claim me. So in order to do that, then we were going to get married. Yeah. And as soon as I told my parents, my parents' response was, "Oh hell no, you are not going to the justice well, of and, Peace. Well, and
0: just for just for clarification's sake, we were engaged. So yes, we, we were. just hadn't we just hadn't gotten married. It wasn't like right. I was like I knocked you up, and I guess no. I'll just go ahead and get married to you. No, we had been engaged for uh, a year almost at that time yes and so we were like yeah we're just gonna go to the justice of the peace and and get that formality out of the way because we were living together we had a kid you know it was just it was a formality it was a piece of paper as far as we were concerned yes and so yes so your parents were like they were
1: not gonna let their baby girl go to the justice of the peace
0: exactly and our stipulation was okay cool well we'll we'll hold off and we'll hang out we'll do whatever we need to do but we're not planning a wedding we didn't plan on having a big big wedding we didn't want to do it if it's something you guys want to do that's great Just tell us where to go and you guys take care of the rest. It was the best wedding ever. It's the best wedding I've ever had.
1: It it was the best wedding I've ever had, too. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Seeing as it's our only wedding.
1: No, it was great. I mean, I borrowed a dress. Um, They hooked up the pastor for us, um, even though the pastor didn't remember my name.
0: Yes, he messed it up like three times. And what was that word? You mean the pastor? What was
1: it? Yeah, pastor.
0: Oh, okay. There you go. It sounded like you was saying pasture. I was like, "Who? What? We had like a plot of land, marrying <laughs> us?"
1: <laughs> no, the pastor uh,
0: couldn't okay. remember
1: my name, uh-huh. but we invited who we wanted to invite and told her parents invite who they want to invite, and we had the church and the reception.
0: Yeah, church reception. The reception we was in about, the hall, right in the back of the 40 church. Or, we had maybe sixty people there. They had food. M- my best friend, Irish Sean from Connecticut, E. As, as DJ, he's, exactly. DJ, he was elite. A DJ. <laughs> He loves to talk about – and you'll see in that if you go out to our website, talkingmonrose.com, if you go out there, you'll see the the throwback picture. That picture of us is actually from our wedding, the four of us, and he he likes to call himself Grimace because he had a big – it's a totally like early 90s look skinny tie big purple shirt
1: i forgot about that shirt yes. <laughs> De- had a cardigan on oh yeah it was
0: it was classic 80s it was all in 80s yes and top early 90s yes because uh, you know that's that was 94 so it was we were still trying to to pull in the stuff from the late 80s
1: i don't know if our wedding is more interesting or our honeymoon though we were so young that yes. you had to pretend to be your brother so that we could get into our timeshare.
0: Yes, I was 19, you were 18. In order to drink and in order to go to the timeshare that we did, you had to be 21 or older. My brother and I look a lot alike. I borrowed his his license. So on all of our old stuff from our honeymoon, it was congratulations, Mr. and Mrs. Monroe, and it was my brother's name, William, and not my name, Aaron. As far as documents are concerned, you, you married me, but you honeymooned with him. <laughs>
1: No, 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 no.
0: (laughs) So what was our first year of marriage like? What what do you think? Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: So um, if I had to do our first year year of marriage over, I don't know if I would. What?
0: (laughs) Uh, Clearly your memory of our first year of marriage was a lot different than mine.
1: I was trying to find my place. I was a typical New England girl. I wanted it my way. Mm. And when I wanted it my way, I wanted it then and there.
0: Oh, that part you're talking about? Yes. Yes. I mean, that, but that's who you are. That's our first and second and 10th and 18th true. and 20- <laughs> True, <laughs> <laughs> true. That's, that's just who you are. For me, I, I would say our first year in marriage, I agree. It was trying to figure our place and figure it out and, and find out what it was about. But it was also a lot of, of talking and understanding and, and making commitments to each other. I fondly remember early on. One of the conversations we had that I think is critical for young couples is the fact that we both agreed that the marriage was more important than each of us. Um, We both came from parents who had gotten divorced, and one of the things that I think we both early on thought was critical was the fact that we were willing to put the marriage first, and sometimes that would mean that you had to put your ego aside and you had to not necessarily get it your way or get the everything you wanted. You had to actually try to find a common ground and and recognize that it was about the marriage and about lasting together.
1: I can agree with that. I, I hope think so. We, <laughs> I think we did. You did then. We, <laughs> we communicated a lot, learned, you know, we thought we knew. Having known each other since I was 11, you were 12, thought we knew each other. But, you know, I mean, it's a big difference. Seeing somebody on the football field at 12 years old or passing somebody in the halls in high school or flirtatious smile here and there um, is a whole lot different than being married to somebody and, and, and really getting to know who they are.
0: Agreed. And, and we'll talk about a bunch of those funny stories. There's a number of interesting coincidences and funny stories. For those of you who might be thinking, we are not high school sweethearts. We did not date in high school because Nicole was a jerk. And, uh, you know. <laughs> Wait, throw me under the bus. Hey, I, I kept asking <laughs> and you kept saying, oh, I've just stopped dating somebody, but now I'm with somebody else. And, oh, if you'd asked me last week and I'd have said yes, but now. So it wasn't until I...
1: You wore me down.
0: I didn't wear you down. I was looking at somebody else, (laughs) (laughs) trying to talk to somebody else. And you're like, hey, wait a minute.
1: I wore this mini skirt, especially for you today. and You're not paying attention to me. That's right.
0: Exactly. Then all of a sudden you were like, hey, just like everything else with with every superhero origin story we've talked about, there's a marriage or a life altering experience. So what marriage altering experience would you say that we went through that made us the couple we are today?
1: I don't know if you'd call it marriage altering or life altering, but it definitely was a life experience that we went through when we moved from Connecticut Mm -hmm. when I was 23. Yeah. And that was the first time that I had ever moved. We had two children, one that was four and one that was 18 months old. And here I was leaving my family for the first time. So that was probably a really big experience or, well, not probably, it was a life-altering experience for for me. And as far as our marriage, I think it it is one of the best things that has happened to our marriage. For me, I relied on my parents a lot and it made me rely solely on you. And so it helped to develop us as a couple as much as we grew together our first year and really got to know each other. When we moved to North Carolina, that was it. It was just you and I and the two kids.
0: And that was year four of our marriage. Yes. As soon as I graduated college, I, I graduated in the summer, finished my Spanish for fluency class. I didn't even walk. I I got my degree. It's like, mail it to me. This is where our dress is going to be. Yeah, our friends packed
1: up our stuff and helped throw in a U-Haul. Yes. And we were on our way.
0: Yes. And I agree with that one. I also think that around year 12 or 13 of our marriage, I think we struggled a lot. We weren't communicating and went through a bit of a rough patch. And I think that we we basically ended up stripping everything back down to bare bones of talking again and, and communicating and remembering the fact that the marriage is more important than each of us and comes before each of us. And so having to kind of get back right with that and understand that and then grow from that. So I, I think there's a number of times where after a few years, you grow and change you end up having to go back to that place and and really talk to each other and really say hey I'm a different person now because of life experiences or what's happened or where we are we need to to figure out who we are together and and check in with each other
1: agreed which is why I think the next thing that we've talked about is about our marriage superpower mm-hmm. and I think our marriage superpower to me is communication without that communication we would have never made it to where we are what today you're saying. <laughs>
0: Can you give that in sign language or something? Signals? <laughs>
1: I'll give you oh, my famous exactly, exactly, in sign exactly. language. Here you go. For, yeah, I was waiting for that one.
0: up. <laughs> exactly. I was waiting for that one. <laughs> I, yes, absolutely. I, I think our superpower is communication. And, and uh, sometimes our superpower has been weak and we haven't used it the way that we should. We've talked at each other. But I, I would actually... I would actually go a little different with the superpower. And you might not remember this conversation or or this approach, but early on in our marriage, one of the things we talked about was the fact that we didn't really believe in the fairy tale. Don't forget. I'm also just a girl. Standing in front of a boy. Asking him to love her
1: never looked at a woman and been totally vulnerable. Known someone that could level you with her eyes. Feeling like God put an angel on Earth just for you. I love
0: you, Jeff. Don't you do
1: that. Don't you say your
0: goodbyes. There is a very fine line between love and nausea. We believed and focused on the practicality of it. If you get married or you believe in that fairy tale and that's what you expect, As you grow into marriage and you're married a long time, what you then find is that stuff changes. And then you go, well, you don't love me like you used to. And it's not necessarily that I don't love you like you used to. It's the fact that it's just different. We really focused more on growing into love and being companions and friends. And like you said, communicating and everything around that to make sure that we were actually really, truly in love and compatible. Right.
1: And you know, you may disagree, but I've often um, compared our relationship to an arranged marriage. We did not know each other when we got married.
0: Not, not well. I I I knew you and you know
1: me and you know, we, we didn't, we We didn't we knew of each other. We didn't know each other's origin stories. So as the years have gone on, we have gotten to know each other. We had nothing to compare the relationship to. So it wasn't like, oh, before we were dating, you know, it was this or before we were dating, it was that. It was no, you know, we went, we jumped in feet first and and started out.
0: Well, and, and for those of listening, we did date for a little while beforehand. But how did we start dating? I want to make sure that we all get to hear this.
1: I called you.
0: So. You called me, so I was on the phone with another girl trying to figure okay, out. So
1: I called you,
0: <laughs> trying to figure out what my plans were for July 4th. And, and as and
1: soon as I called, you got off the phone. And,
0: as, and the phone rang, and I clicked over because those of you who are old enough to remember Total Phone, you had to <laughs> click over. And so it beeped in, and, and we were literally in the middle of making plans, and you called me out of the blue, and you're like, hey, this is Nicole. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I know who you are. You're like, hey, what are you doing tonight? And I was like, uh, hold on. Clicked back over. Yeah, I'm busy. You know, and, <laughs> and hung up on her. Clicked back over to you and said, I'm free. What are you doing? And you wanted to go to the fireworks yes. in, in Stratford. Yes. You said to me later on, if you do you remember why, like you said, you had no idea how or why my name popped into your head, but you were going with another couple, and they said, well, can you invite somebody? and my name popped into your head.
1: It did. I had no idea. I just, I I, I still don't know to this day why your name popped in my head. I mean, I know your phone number was in my yearbook, but like I knew a ton of people that I could have asked to go to the fireworks with me and and it could have been totally platonic. Two of my friends were going to the fireworks. They asked me to go. I didn't want to be a third wheel, but I I love the fireworks. So I really wanted to go. So again, I, I, I had lots of friends that I could have asked, but- for some reason, your name just popped into my head and, and, it just and, so and so it wanted happened, you to go. And it
0: just so it happened about a month and a half to before when I was getting ready to graduate because I'm a year ahead of you. I was a year ahead of you in school. I'm also a year older than you and a year better than you. Mm, um, so you think, <clears> keep dreaming. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> and so I had come into one of your classes and we exchanged books as you know we did back in the day and wrote the little notes in them to each other. And we actually, interestingly enough, had a very similar message to each other in our yearbooks, which was, I'm paraphrasing, but too bad we never got to hang out during the summer. Give me a call. You had written your number and then I had written my number in there. And we did this completely separately. We exchanged yearbooks. We're off to the side writing and handing them back. And and so that's how you had my number and called me.
1: Do you remember my number?
0: Uh, Your old number? Um, It's still the same number as it is today. No, I don't remember your <laughs> number. It's 203. What's, yeah, what is it?
1: seven, eight, three.
0: Oh yeah. two zero three seven eight three. Beep,
1: beep, beep, beep. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Cause that's all right. Cause it's
0: still your mom's number. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yours was two Oh three, eight, seven, eight, four, five, three, seven.
0: Yes, that is correct. Wow. There you go. That's
1: 25 up. years later. I yes. still remember that phone number.
0: Yes. So now that we've been sidetracked, continuing on. <laughs> so, so the interesting part of that, or, or kind of the interesting thing, is that we went out and we went to the fireworks, and we just never we never said we're dating or any of that kind of stuff. But we just kind no. of we were just together. And, it,
1: we were what we were.
0: Right. And there was and,
1: no title to it. There was no stipulations. No.
0: No. People tried to define it. That, definition.
1: And, and, that's the word I was trying yes, to think of.
0: And and people tried to to put monikers tags and stuff on it and and we were actually very thoughtful we were very explicit very purposeful about the fact that we weren't going to put titles on it because titles we felt would constrain it or or make it feel a certain way and so what we really did was we just Hung out, spent time together, and people would be like, Hey, are you guys dating? And we'd just laugh and, Sure. You know, hey, are you guys, you love each other, are you boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah, Sure. We never defined our relationship. So that was the summer, July 4th. We got engaged uh, at Christmas time. Right. We were together from July 4th until the third week of August when I left for first college. And then we, we'd call every once in a while. But back in those days, there was no cell phones, So we'd write letters. Right. So it was very much a long distance relationship. And then we talked on usually on Fridays or on Thursdays or Fridays. I was gone for a bunch of that time and we saw each other over holidays, so Thanksgiving and then Christmas. And then I was gone again. By the time that we were we got engaged at Christmas time, we'd only been dating six months. Right. We've, we've known each other since I was eleven, you were ten. We dated for six months. I can, got engaged. I you got pregnant. You were pregnant not too long, or we found out you were pregnant not too long after that. By the time I came back from my freshman year of, of college, we were moving in. And to your point, it was kind of a whirlwind. We We've grown together and learned together and grown up together, which is not a story that everybody can tell and not a story that everybody has. But I think the thing that relates is the fact that you need to understand and grow together and learn each other and, and keep checking in. And that leads us to some of that conversation. What's that look? Uh, OK. <laughs> what do you, are it's you a get- little
1: bit of anxiety creeping in because I'm not sure how to answer a question that we have.
0: Oh, the the advice do we have for others on staying in a marriage long term? Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, marry a crazy lady?
1: <laughs> I mean, I would say trust, but I know early on, like I didn't have trust, so I had to Build that.
0: I think you've already said one of the things, which would be communication. Right. One of the other things we were very deliberate about was the fact that we would not lie to each other. We'd be open and honest no matter what the the problem was or the danger was or, or how tough it was.
1: Right. I think just actually processing the question, one of the things that does come to mind is having an understanding that individually you are going to change and to not try to force your significant other into a role that you think that they should be in. You need to allow that change mm-hmm. and allow each other to be able to change and grow individually mm-hmm. and, and be be willing to accept the other person as they change and accept them as the person that they are.
0: So I'm waiting. I'm, I'm looking at you. I love all this. I'm waiting for this. Like, so, so other people so are going to... have an
1: epiphany, okay? Uh, you, oh, okay, exactly. Yes. yes, yes. So I'm, other I'm, people are going to get this. You can't call and, me wrong. Like you can... Uh, and I, I had an epiphany here.
0: Uh-huh. Exactly. No, I'm joking. You have accepted... I think you've been forced to accept who I am because I am... I'm the Popeye. I am who I am and that's all <laughs> that I am. So, so yeah. So I, I think acceptance is, is a big part of it. I think communication as we said is is a big part of it I also think partnership is a part of it one of the things that that we used to talk about and one of the things that I think is is really important is the fact that oftentimes people think and, and you hear the whole thing about marriage is 5050 and we have to split things equally and we don't subscribe to that you know, I, I would and I'm I'm speaking for you here but you, you can tell me if I'm wrong on this and I can tell you that you are wrong but <laughs> <laughs> marriage is will average out to 50-50 and should average out to 50-50. But oftentimes marriage is 80-20, 90-10, 70-30, back and forth because you have you, you have to support each other. There are times where you can't do the things that you need to do or you're not able to do things you need or you need somebody to be there and help you. And it's really about making sure that it's, it's equal overall and one's not giving more than the other overall, but it really is about the time the average, if you will.
1: I can agree with that.
0: You agree with me on everything. You're going to fight me on some of this stuff or people are going to say, well, the, you know, that's why they're married all the time because they just He's agree. He's
1: kicking me under the table to make me agree. Well, you know,
0: I could kick you above the table. They can't see, but I'm not kicking you. Not yet. So you no, agree. No, I,
1: I, I do agree. I think that when the kids were younger and you were working a lot more, that a lot of the burden fell on me. And taking care of the kids and taking care of the house, there have been times where I have not been able to take care of the house. When when we had the twins, I was in the hospital for a little bit longer, and you did a, a fair share of the work or, or more work around the house than I was doing. So, I mean, there have been periods of time throughout our marriage where I've done 80-20 and there have been times where it's been a split where you've been the 80% person. I think that it does overall. It, has, it levels itself out.
0: Right. And and exactly. It can't be all one side or the other. So it can't always be one person giving 80, one person giving 20, but you have to have partnership and you have to have conversations and talk about the things that how it can work out from a partnership perspective. For instance. Sundays in our house are what? What do I do on Sundays?
1: You wash the clothes. I
0: wash the clothes. I wash and dry the clothes and I fold some of them, but I hate folding shirts. So you fold shirts. So I'll fold towels. I'll put socks together. But that's just some some of the things that we do. I love cooking. As you've said on episode one, Cooper talks about it all the time to his teacher. She thought I was a chef. Yes. Often I cook meals. So for the last four or five weeks, I cooked meals. But this week, Every day this week, you were cooking dinner, which was fantastic. Yay, me. Yay you, which was fantastic, <laughs> because I could just come home and eat.
1: I think that if I looked at, honestly and truly, a, a, a piece of advice to give to couples, it was what one of your friends, Sean, said. And I could be combining two things. Which Sean? Probably this combining would be Sean Sean's. Lewis, I think Sean Lewis said. Mm. And, and he said, it's a, a poop-to-dough ratio.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: He talked something about... Debits and credits. credits. Yes. And he said that, well, probably what I'll let do is let you explain it because you can explain it better.
0: Certainly. Mr. Lewis and I were having a conversation about a job once, which it applies to relationships as well, which is every job is a poop sandwich. I'll, I'll use the family friendly terms. Every job's a poop sandwich. It's just about the ratio of poop to dough. If you're in a job with a lot of poop and a little dough, it's probably something you need to be looking to get out of. If you're in a job with a little bit of poop and a lot of dough, then well, you can just choke it down. And the idea of that being, if you apply it to relationships, same thing, you want to make sure that there's things in a relationship that are always challenging. That's part of being in a relationship. You just have to make sure that it's equitable. And the other part that you're really talking about too, is about the relationship bank and the idea that you need to make regular deposits in that bank. So you don't, become overdrafted, meaning, you know, you can't go out drinking with the buddies and come home late if you've been mean and haven't done stuff around the house and haven't been helping, haven't been working on your relationship and vice versa. You can't hang out with the girls and party or have your friends coming around if you're not doing the things within your relationship you need to do.
1: Right. So if if you are spending the time doing the things in your relationship that you want to do, and then that time comes up where you do want to go out, well, then it's not seen as something negative because you have been making all of those deposits into the relationship bank.
0: Yes, absolutely. And then what would you say, what final thoughts would you have on advice? What sage wisdom you are staring at me. Yes, I'm going to extract this uncomfortability as long <laughs> as possible. I'm going to make you sweat. I'm going to make you come up. You're gonna with You're going to
1: make stuff. me have a full-on anxiety attack. Absolutely, it's great <laughs> podcasting. It's
0: great information. You're turning red, and oh, this is like this is great. Let's keep like this.
1: So, my my one piece of advice for good housekeeping, women, make sure your husband's a good investment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why has it got to be women? Look at you, so like old patriarch. Good housekeeping. Like
1: you tell me what guy is reading Good Housekeeping.
0: Oh, oh, I didn't know we were. Other talking. than you, there's a there's a magazine called Good Housekeeping.
1: Yes, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, I know. Okay, the tip that I have from I guess I'll do it for guys then, since you did it for ladies, and I'm sure you're gonna get. Listen, don't send angry grams to me about Miss Patriarch over here <laughs> talking about good <laughs> housekeeping and everything. Make sure it's it's Nicole at talkingmonrose.com. Make sure you send the the nasty emails to her. So the, the thing I would say, and and I would say it's for guys or it's for anybody is and it was really kind of my mom's thing was start how you want to end up. It's one of the things I talk to the kids about all the time. If you're in a relationship and you do not want to go out and go to the movies every Thursday night, then don't start that way. Don't start your relationship that way. Make sure that whatever you're going to do, you can end up that way. For instance, one of our children was talking on the phone and FaceTiming every day, all day with his girlfriend. And as the relationship kind of starts to cool down and settle in and become comfortable and normal, then he wanted to hang out with his friends a little more. And what ended up happening was she started saying, the classic, you don't- You don't
1: talk to me as much anymore. I'm not as important as I used to be to you.
0: Exactly. And so no matter how hard it is, start how you want to end up. Don't start out super, super hot and then changes. You want to make sure that it doesn't change from a negative perspective or it doesn't feel like it's changing or you have a conversation about it changing and then the second part i would say i attribute to my mom and i think it's something that she taught me and it's it's the piece of advice that i'd give to guys which is and and parents raising boys you never know who they're going to marry you want to make sure that they're equipped to take care of themselves My mom raised me. I know how to iron clothes, braid hair, wash, sew, cook, and all the things that you would say are. I know I'm kind of dating in the patriarchal sense, but it's important to to know, even, and it's not just boys, I'm talking boys and girls in this day and age to make sure that the kids can take care of themselves and understand how to take care of themselves and the things that they need to do so that they can be good partners. You know, they can do stuff because when we got married, You could only burn macaroni and cheese.
1: (laughs) And (laughs) Yes. I love that about your mom, that she was able to teach you that because, you know, her thing was, you never know. You may marry someone that becomes sick. Mm -hmm. You may marry someone that decides to be career oriented, um, or you may marry somebody that just doesn't know how to do it. So, you know, you need to go in, especially as a male, knowing how to do these things.
0: That's part of, I, I would say, being good partners and being in a partnership. Is that ability to do that is the ability to, okay, well, you don't, well, you can wash clothes sort of, but you don't really know how to wash clothes.
1: I can wash clothes. I don't know how to sort them. I don't believe in that whole, like, let's separate into the, the darks and lights and gray and white pile. I only know whites and darks.
0: It's three piles, not two. It's white. Look, you're lucky
1: you don't just get one pile. Then there's
0: there's lights. (laughs) And then there's, well, well, I'm not lucky because that's why I wash the clothes. (laughs) And then there's the delicates that we separate out, you know, the things that you, you know. Oh,
1: you mean all my stuff you throw in the dryer?
0: Oh, oh, yes. Okay. So we're going there, aren't we? (laughs) It's, we were on a (laughs) So the last part, as always, let's, let's have some funny stories from... Our marriage, you don't have any funny stories. Don't mouth that you don't have any funny (laughs) stories to me. We have lots of funny stories.
1: I don't have any. So You go first. So me
0: go first. So maybe
1: I'll think of one.
0: Oh, okay. I'll talk about my my bachelor party.
1: That's a funny story for you. You could talk about it. I was left out of it. I was at home with my mom for my bachelorette party.
0: Well, that's because you didn't have great friends like me. Shout out to my... Favorite, favorite, favorite female friend, Amber Kofender at that time, Amber Macbeth, and she was. We hung out at our apartment because, like you said, you went to your mom's the night before our wedding. My bachelor party consisted of Del, E, me, and Amber. And Mont wasn't there. No, Mont was not there. I don't know where Mont was at the time, but we were we were hanging out, drinking 40s, and I was ironing my clothes for the wedding the next day. <laughs> yes, again. Dating ourselves. We live in an apartment complex right in front of Denny's. We decided that we're gonna go to Denny's and and eat. So we have fun. We're acting a fool and and enjoying ourselves. Amber had left by that time. And so it was me, Delton, E. I get up and I'm gonna go to the bathroom. And then Delt gets up and he goes to the bathroom and he's like, I'll take care of the check. Like, all right, we're gonna go back out to the car. We're walking outdoors and E comes blasting by, run as fast as he can. I didn't pay the check, I didn't pay the check. Let's go, let's go, let's go. So we take off running.
1: (laughs) You better be careful. He may get a (laughs) ticket in the mail now. (laughs) Well what I was gonna say is like,
0: I don't know to this day, and he will not say whether or not he actually paid the ticket or whether he was just fooling around. I think he paid it. I I think so. I think he paid the bill. I don't I don't think he did that, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was Uh, It's a memorable, uh, funny story. Definitely. I also, so you want me to just keep telling funny stories?
1: I do, because I still don't have any.
0: Okay. What about the time when uh, Senior Skip Day, my Senior Skip Day, where you came. What? That's a funny story. Where you came. Where you were
1: throwing rocks in my belly button? There you go. At the beach? Exactly. Oh. Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. So that's a funny story. Okay.
1: So I came to your senior skip day because again, you know me, let's get my (laughs) friends together and let's skip school and go to the beach. Yes.
0: So my senior skip day before we were dating, you showed up and you're hanging out on the beach and then I was throwing rocks, um, into your belly button and onto your stomach and you were doing the classic, Oh no, don't do it. (laughs) Oh no, please don't give me any attention. (laughs) Mm Hmm. We have so many stories of almost dating. We started talking, we're going to date, and then you got grounded and couldn't make oh, it to mom's yes. party. my
1: mom. Goodness gracious. My mom grounded me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, because you were talking back, and so then you just did not show up. Well, let's see what else. The... The time at my graduation party where one of the times I actually was drinking and there was somebody that, you know, wanted me to come back up the hill and you were down the hill and it was like one of those. Oh, like,
1: yes. You came for a ride with me.
0: Yes. And then and you guess
1: kissed what? me. We made
0: out. Yeah, we made out. You made out with me. I was that was one of the times where I actually was testing out my <laughs> liver. When I was younger, I took the saran wrap off to test it out. And
1: I took advantage. Yes, you
0: did. I was rolling around in the back seat because you don't know how to drive.
1: <laughs> and we got out at our famous hangout spot.
0: Oh, you're just going to tell everybody about making out. Okay, keep going there. And then what?
1: Why we made out.
0: Yes, yeah, you kissed me. You took advantage of me, took advantage of my state. I tell you, you know. No, and trust me. So, that
1: was all of that was all before July 4th.
0: Yes, that was all before July 4th. Maybe that's why you called me on July 4th. (laughs) Maybe that's why my name popped into your head. Yeah, I don't know. Now it's actually, I think we solved the case, Columbo. (laughs) I think think we figured it out.
1: Well, you were a pretty good kisser.
0: Mm, Well, I do what I can.
1: Why are you turning red? (laughs) Wow, I'd like to see that. But okay,
0: cool. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. What other funny stories do we have? Uh, The last funny story we can tell about uh, let's let's tell the story about when we went on the the Monroe adventure to California. There's two funny stories on that one. The one where the car broke down and then the one with Cooper.
1: Oh, my gosh. The car breaking down. <laughs> so so you tell your
0: part of that story and then I'll tell my part of that story.
1: So the car broke down. I was getting pizza by myself. In and Norwalk, California. In Norwalk, California. And we had a rental car and I was outside of Little Caesars Pizza.
0: Which was in a plaza with a gas station and like an abandoned uh, parking lot.
1: Yes. And the guy out front who was panhandling. Yes. Yes. And I went to go get into the car and the car wouldn't start. And so here I was by myself and there's the guy out in front of me and, you know, he's trying to like start to walk over to the car and I had to pretend that I was just sitting there. I didn't want anybody to think that the car wouldn't start. And I managed to call you.
0: Yes, because your phone was dying too. Yes, of course. My phone is always dying. And this is like... Six thirty at night, or six thirty. Yes. So it was, it was the still light, yeah, but it was, it was still, starting it was to get, to get dark. dark.
1: And you were three miles away. Uh, no, about a mile and a half. A mile and a half away at the hotel with all the kids. Well,
0: that's exactly, and so that's where my part starts, which is so I get the call. And you're like, hey, the car won't start. And I'm like, what do you mean? Did you put the key in and go through all the classic things that a a husband does? And you're like, no, 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 it won't start. So I'm like, all right, well, where are you? Okay, it's like a mile and a half away. I'll run there. I go to get dressed and throw on some clothes. And my choices are blue shorts, a red shirt or a yellow shirt. (laughs)
1: Those of you who know why that's are a you bad a,
0: thing, exactly. Those are you who, a
1: crip of blood or are you a Latin king? Exactly.
0: So, so I opted, exactly. So I, good on you. So I opted to wear a blue pair of shorts and a yellow shirt and run to see you. I'm running to get there as hard as I can and fast as I can. And of course, I go past an alley and some somebody yells to me. They're like, hey, hey, you. We've never been to California before. This is our first time in California. Don't know anything about it. I get there. Car obviously won't start. So we have to call the, the rental company who then sends out a truck, the truck comes, he looks at it. Sure enough, something's wrong with it, some electrical problem. And so he's going to tow the the car, but it's got all of our stuff. And it's got to tow it to LAX. By this time, it's pretty dusk now, and people are starting to mill about, kind of hanging out and everything. They
1: were wandering around looking yeah, to see what was going on.
0: Exactly. Just And he was like, you know, uh, we when better. Why don't you
1: climb in the truck? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, so my boss normally won't let me do this,
0: but why don't you go ahead and get in the truck, and I'll give you guys a ride to LAX, too, because he's like, you know, it's, it's getting a little dangerous out here. And uh, so we got a ride to LAX and, and uh, got a new rental car, and there was really no problems with that. But the story before that was the two days, actually, yeah, the day before. You know, We did this big senior trip in 2010 for, it was the last time all of our family as a unit was going to be together because our oldest son was getting going into his senior year in high school. So we flew from where we lived, which was Tampa at the time, to Dallas. Then we drove up to Oklahoma, drove up all the way out to Colorado, down through Utah, out to Reno, Then San Fran, all the way down to LAX, came back through Vegas and drove back to Dallas and then flew back. Well, driving from San Fran down to LA, we did Pac-1, Pacific Coast Highway. We're driving halfway through. We're in the middle of nowhere because those of you who've ever driven Pac-1 before, you know, like there's long stretches where there's just nothing.
1: Nothing but ocean on the side of you. You look Mm, over and it's just a straight shot down to the ocean.
0: Exactly. And... Well, maybe this is, maybe the pizza thing was a thing because we had the pizza before. It was.
1: It was pizza and red juice and a Game Boy.
0: No, no. Red milk. Uh He had strawberry milk. Strawberry milk and yes. a Game Boy. So so we were on it and, you know. It's drew, only
1: funny for parents.
0: Yes. And so we're on a Pacific <laughs> Coast Highway, which is a very windy road. And Cooper is, ooh, Cooper's two at the time, two and yes, a half at the yes. time. Yes, yes. And he's in the backseat facing out the back. He's looking at a Game Boy. And basically for breakfast, what he had had was pizza crust and strawberry milk with a little bit of pizza. Oh,
1: yes. It was um, crazy sticks. Yes.
0: Crazy. Crazy bread. Crazy bread. Sure enough. We're out in the middle of nowhere. We're probably an hour each way from anything. And he throws up. <laughs> and, so, and so we have to we pull, in a
1: minivan in a with minivan, 7 people with 7 people with everything <laughs> on that we own, except the side of the Pacific Coast so, so Highway we have, to, we have to
0: pull over onto the side and of course we don't have anything to clean anything we're holding him on the side of the road pouring water bottles on him water bottles on him to clean him up pouring it on his on car, his car seat. seat to clean it up. And then we had some laundry detergent, so we sprinkled some laundry detergent on it and put plastic bags on, yeah, on plastic there. plastic
1: bags and toilet paper and put him back in the exactly. car seat. Exactly.
0: <laughs> and prayed. And prayed, because we were not sure if it was the stomach bug or anything, and we had like six hours left, most of which was in remote parts of Pacific Coast Highway, and just hoped that it wasn't a stomach bug, that he would continue throwing up and then get all the rest of us. You're looking, I can see <laughs> You're reliving it right now as I am. <laughs> Luckily, he did not. He, that was it. He did not get sick anymore. We, our, our belief was that because he, he was sitting there playing a Game Boy... And was looking at that while we were weaving back and forth, that's what made him sick. Either that or probably not the best parenting idea to give him some pizza, you know, like, you know, some some crazy bread with marinara and (laughs) and some strawberry milk. I mean, you know, hey, we're not saying we're great at this. We're just saying we have a lot of fun with it. But... That was, uh, I think those were our, our funny stories. Yes. Do you have any other funny stories that you want to share? I don't think so. You don't think so? So you no. think we should wrap this one up? Yes. This is our long origin story. This is a longer one. Hopefully a lot of people will have fun with it and enjoy it. So again, hey, I think we've run out of time. I think it's our time to, to go find out what's for dinner.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: I don't, nobody's listening.
1: Thanks for playing along.
0: Maybe people are playing along, but only because they feel sad for us. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Hey everyone, Aaron here. Just wanted to take a minute to thank you for listening and remind you to click subscribe in your podcast app so you're notified when new episodes are available. Also, please make sure to leave a review. We love hearing your feedback and it helps others find us. If you're looking for more Talking Monroe's content, make sure to stop by our website, talkingmonrose.com or follow us on Twitter, at Monroe's Talking. We appreciate you being part of our podcast family and look forward to talking with you again. Thanks for listening.